Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. Hey guys, I uh, got an email from Ron, the consultant today, and he said, hey, Dan, give me a shout. We want to talk some numbers. So... I'm going to go ahead and give him a call. For those of you that don't know who Ron the consultant is, Ron is my business consultant. Helps me with my numbers, helps me with my margins, helps me with everything. Keeps uh, Fence King afloat. So let's give him a shout, man. Let's see what he's doing. Hello. Ron. Hey, Dano. How you doing, buddy? What's happening, baby? Just working, working, working. How, How are you, you doing? Well, I know you must be busy, man. You emailing me. You're not calling or texting. I'm like, he must be in front of his computer, emailing away. Yeah, it's been crazy lately. So I'm just having a hard time keeping up with everything. Yeah, when you uh, when you coming home? I know you're up in Tennessee somewhere, hanging out, doing some consulting work. When are you gonna be back? Yeah, I should be. I should be back in, I would say, two three weeks tops. So. Oh really? Yeah, not too much longer. Yeah, last time you went town, you just popped in on me and was like, uh, where you at? And I was like, shit, the one morning I'm late for work. This dude shows up. <laughs> Keeping right. me on my toes. Keeping on your toes. Yeah, so um, got your email. You said give you a call. You wanted to talk about some numbers. I know I've been I've been paying attention to my numbers. What you got, man? You Good news or bad news? Um, All good news. Um, we're, you know, a couple of things I'd like to see a little bit better, but in general, it's, it's actually great news. Um, your sales, um, from when we started working together, uh, your sales are up 48%, little 47 is some change actually. So almost 48. So you came on like in July. June. You came on in June and we started implementing in July. Correct. And we went live in August. Okay. All right. So over that from August through now, um, if you if you look at your numbers for the prior time period versus now, you're up forty eight percent. Okay. All right. And that's at that same time, your expenses are down 25%. Okay. Now, yeah. wh- how, where are you getting all this info? Is this from that spreadsheet that I had David build? You're kind of getting all that from yeah. that? Yes. Okay. All right. Just so y'all know, I got a spreadsheet, this awesome spreadsheet that I had this guy that's been working on, plugging numbers in, and Ron shared on it. So, he can see daily what our sales are, daily what our margins are, daily how many jobs we sign on. So he's really in the thick of it with with uh, Fence King. So, so far, my sales are 40, just say 48%. Expenses are down 25%. So that's pretty damn good. Yeah, the only thing that excludes, obviously, is advertising because – you know, as sales go up, obviously you spend more in advertising, but percentage-wise of what you're spending on advertising, that's actually down also. So, um, which all those, you know, all those KPIs are obviously very good. Um, you know, everything's working uh, very well. 
you've um, obviously the addition. You know, I don't know if you're you, you share with everybody that you've added uh, some new services. If you want to go into what that is, and we can go into some projections on what we projected and what the actual is on that. I don't know if you if you well, shared that with your your audience or not. Uh, I shared a little bit of it, man. Um, so. I did notice that we had an increase in job sign-ons, too. So, obviously, that's because that's why the sales are up, you know. I noticed that number, too, that uh, our sign-ons are through the freaking roof, you know. Um, but when it comes to services, so Ron came to me and because Ron's a consultant for other businesses. So, he's kind of got his pulse on the, on the in, on not the industry, but on the on economics, I guess. Is that what you want to call it? The is that the word we should use, Ron? Sure. Um, and being that he's got his hand in other different industries, whether it be whatever, um, I don't want to put all his business out there, but he's got his hand in different industries other than fence, and he'll be like, "Hey, I see this happening here. Hey, this business uh, is the first time in you know five years we have not." topped what we did uh the same month prior year we're actually down a million so we need to brace for these things that might come so at the beginning of the year he said we got to figure out we're looking at a 10 percent decrease in sales so we got to figure out how we're going to make those sales up um so we started going to work and one of the things we did was is we added chain link because we never did chain link man we're more of a wood a wood market, and I didn't have the time to go out there and teach my guys chain link and be on the job. I had to run Fence King, right? Vinyl, I'll be perfectly honest with you, man. You don't see vinyl around Mandeville, Covington. Am I right, Ron? You don't see a whole lot of it. Very little. I did one job in 23 years until now, right? Then we implemented staining, and then we implemented retail selling stain. Well, we were shooting for a 10%, having those things make up 10% of our losses, so 10% in sales. And as of right now, by adding those items, we've, uh, we're have we up 7.39%. So by the end of the year, we'll definitely hit our 10% goal. Yeah, and also what is, um, I think we're actually a little bit better than that because um we've we have picked up or you have picked up shall i say jobs that are combo jobs in other words they wanted aluminum and some chain link or they wanted wood and some chain link or wood and some vinyl and i believe that you have you know after talking to um dylan i believe you picked up some wood jobs that you wouldn't have picked up because they very well probably would have went with a company that offered wood plus whatever other you know whether it be chain link or vinyl or what have you um collectively so they can only deal with one company versus two so i think that's a little bit of a hidden number that's actually helped also yeah yeah i'm looking at the spreadsheet right now and the numbers that i just added up were all the added stuff i didn't add the wood chain link jobs and i didn't add the um that vinyl aluminum job so, yeah, so that number's probably up because I wouldn't have got that work, too. So, Ron forced me to do that. I didn't want to do it, but he forced me to do it. And I'll tell you what, man, um, I, I, was, I felt like I was losing money at, at one point. I'm like, man, I got 
doing on the job, making sure they're doing these cha- this chain link right, making sure they're doing this uh, vinyl right. I really need him selling jobs, and I felt like I was going backwards. But when I start looking at the numbers, they don't lie, and really I was moving forward. I was just pulling my hair out, you know? Yeah, it was growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, stain, the stain long-term is going to be an extremely good thing because stain is obviously an add-on. So, you know, you take an average ticket, and that's just going to increase that ticket. I also believe it's going to open up. It's going to diversify the business even more because once you're – good at the staining and you're doing it every day and you've got your you know your tools set up etc there's no reason you can't go into staining more items than just fence well not only that but soft washing you know yes yeah so uh that's going to be something we'll be able to add on to this now when you were looking at the spreadsheet did you notice man that 15 percent of our business this year has been financed I did, dude. Is that a that's that's a crazy number? Yeah, and I think you know it was. You always did some finance, but it was it was much lesser as a percentage. And I think you know, and I don't want to share um, uh, all the marketing stuff that we implemented because I think that should remain somewhat proprietary to what you're doing. But um, I think some of the marketing things we did towards the finance side of it got you a lot more exposure and got you a lot more eyes looking at it, which obviously I think increased your financing, but also increased your other sales also because of them just knowing that you had it. And even though they didn't end up utilizing it all the time, it, it was attractive for them to, to look at Vince King to begin with. Well, you know, Dylan and I were looking and that 15% really is higher because we also track the jobs that, we got financed. They moved forward, but didn't use the financing. And we've got about 10 or 12 jobs that got financed and was like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and roll with it. I'm not going to do the financing. So that number would be higher. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, so um, <clears throat> the other thing um, that helped was adding answering service. Yes, it helped. It helped not only giving your customers a better experience when they called and being able to, you know, in their mind, get a lot person, but it also helped you. And um, I'll share one thing on the marketing side that, you know, that and that'll be it. But it helped with your Google because when you have longer hours, Google gives you fav, you know, I'm going to say favoritism as, as algorithms that they have and it, it moves you higher up in the list. So I believe that was one thing that, um, also helps you get additional jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've had, I had three people this month, <laughs> had three people this month that reached out to me about the answering service. So, and I like it because it's integrated with my job Nimbus. So when people call, it pops up on my boards and it's pretty dope. So, and, um, oh, another number. And I know you watch this number because you texted Zach the other day 
And uh, he came in my office with this big shit-eating grin. Like, uh, I think Ron likes me more than he likes you. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, boy? And uh, he said that uh, you texted him about. I did. Yeah. What did you text him about? I texted him because, you know, we, we I guess now it's been uh, three, four months, and we've put a, uh, a much greater emphasis on trying to educate the homeowner, do sales presentations, and close homeowners over the phone since we've had this big increase in sales um, and only having so many bodies that could go to the home to close the deals. So you and I got together and um, came up with, you know, basically a phone sales presentation, which started off with just you doing, um, was beyond successful. So we've now expanded that and Zach is um, starting to implement it and in a very quick period of time. Um, give an example of this last week. Zach closed a little bit over $15,000 on just a limited amount of calls that he was doing, which was nothing compared to what you're doing. So all in all, and I'm not going to share numbers because it's not appropriate to do so, but I will share percentages. And basically 40% of your jobs right now are being sold over the phone without going to the home. And that is, I, I, I knew it would help and be successful. I was hoping that it would add, you know, in the 15 to 20% range, but 40% is pretty unheard of. So you guys are killing it on that. You really are. Yeah, man. I feel like I can do anything over the phone now. When I, <laughs> I was like 40%, you know, because they built a spreadsheet to where, Whenever we sell a job over the phone, we mark it as a, as a phone sale. And every month it shows, you know, how much money each salesperson sold, the gross profit percentage, the average, and how much they sold. And then we have a sheet that it all goes to for the year, and it totals for the year. And I saw it, and it was 40% of the sales. And I was just like, holy shit. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no, it's... That that's I mean everything every all of these KPIs that we're tracking are all you know off the charts been um, beyond successful and honestly you know any consultant whether it be myself or anybody else can you know only give suggestions at the end of the day the implementing it and compliance and doing it right is one hundred percent up to the you know, the business owner or the management or whoever's in place um, driving the, the business. And honestly, Dan, you have, from a client perspective, you have not only done everything that was suggested, but have done it above and beyond what most people do. And I think that's um, a big part of how successful and the big increases that you have had. I mean, if a, if a consultant knows what they're doing, you're going to automatically, they're going to pay for themselves and you're going to get a very nice increase, but you're getting even more than the average client. And I'm not saying any of this stuff to, 
you know, for any fence guys to sign up with me because, quite frankly, I'm sold out. I can't take on any more clients. Um, one thing I would suggest to your to your audience is, you know, in general, if you, consultants can be good, they can be terrible, um, or they can be mediocre. But at the end of the day, as long as you find a good one and you and the buy-in is there, you you guys will see. Uh, a big return. But if you hire somebody and question, you know, as a business owner, you're, you guys are successful people. So you should question everything that anybody ever tells you. But once you buy in and do it, you know, let, let them, let them prove you wrong on some of the things that you may or may not be considering to do, unless it's just something that somebody's asked you that's outlandish. And the, the results end up speaking for themselves as they do with you, Dan. Well, yeah, and then also giving your all. It's not all the consultant. I mean, it's it's uh, you got to take what he gives you and and utilize it and put it to work. You know, so when when you would say, "Hey, we need to do this," uh, did I waste any time? Not at all. I mean, you you got you got it right right on it, and then you tried to actually take what I say and you even make it better, and that's you know, hey. Nobody knows, you know, if you've got a consultant that is in the industry, I, I'm not in the fence industry, but, you know, um, as, as, uh, you guys are, but when you've got a consultant that suggests something, nobody knows it like you, even a, a industry specific consultant, um, they're not going to know your business like you know it. So, you know, anytime you could take a suggestion and then talk it through with your consultant, challenge your consultant um, to, you know, why can't we try this? And, you know, a good consultant is going to have open ears and, you know, at times they're going to say, you know what, that's a great idea. Let's add that and and see what the results are. Or sometimes they're going to, you know, they've already gone, they've already been at that rodeo and, you know, tried what you're bringing up. And they should tell you, hey, this we did this in the past, and this is why the way I'm suggesting is better, or what have you. And um, so, you know, you should work with them. They shouldn't be um, guiding the entire ship. They're there to enhance your business and make it better, and quite frankly, just help you work on your business instead of in your business. And um, generally speaking, the results uh, always wind up, you know. Um, paying for themselves times tremendous amounts more yeah it does so man we had to add another crew and um now i'm out of trucks i gotta i gotta buy another sales vehicle no that's good you've had that yeah vehicle and tools and um uh various things that you've had to do that you know and growing pains right you you didn't like you know having to buy a uh you know, some of your tools aren't cheap, and no, oh, I got to buy this for four thousand dollars. Well, you know that that was a little painful, but at the end of the year, there's going to be extra cash in the bank. You're going to have all those extra assets, and at the end of the day, Fence King is more diversified, and you know it was already a stable company. Now it's even more stable. Um, so I think the I don't think I know that the future is extremely bright for Fence King. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Those are some good numbers. No, it's astounding. It really is. I actually just jotted them all down, so then I can go back and look at the spreadsheet 
and figure out how you got those, which is not going to be hard, but I want to go look at them. Yeah, this stuff in the past. I mean, obviously, you know, one of the the only the only negative thing that has um, happened is because you've exploded so much. Is you know, we weren't able to spend, uh, and we will in the future, but we weren't able to spend as much time since the business has blown up. You know, um, on the numbers, it, we've kind of been. You know, I, I give the analogy a lot of times when you have explosive growth like you've had you've got a train that's on the tracks and you know at times it's been three wheels off the track and we've just been making sure that last wheel stays on but now that it's stabilizing i think we'll be able to get back to the point that um you know you'll be able to do more analyzing and that type of thing uh, moving forward yeah i'm excited man well look bro so what else is going on with fence king man oh what's going on with uh with uh my fence life uh, my fence life is going good, man. It's going real well. Um, we D and D Technologies is signing uh, signing on as our flagship sponsor. They want to step up their sponsorship, which is awesome. Um, I did some little lighting in the uh, in the uh, office, so I, I look a little more podcastish, castish, I guess is how you say it. And um, it's going good, man. We. Oh, doing these uh, pre-recorded shows, and I got a new platform that we're going to start using where I'll be able to pre-record the show, but drop it like it's live. So that's pretty dope. That's good. You know, because Pepper gives me hell, man. Sometimes she's like, uh, I feel like all I do is uh, cook, clean, and do laundry, and you're always gone. So I need to, I need to spend a little more time at home. So those pre-recorded shows are going to help a lot. Um, the other thing helped a lot is I got a roadcaster from my house so I can record phone calls like this whenever. So now I'm not having to be stuck at work. I can do one at nine o'clock at night if I want to, you know? Yeah. Or when, you know, my guest puts his kids to bed and mama goes and lays down and starts reading a book, we can do a phone call. It's, that's made things a lot easier. So, but, um, that should make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, and the books are looking good for that too. So I know you know a little bit about that, but we won't get into it. But the books are looking good on that, and uh, everything's going pretty smooth, man. I'm I'm digging it. I think uh, I think we're gonna do a little Q and A tonight because this is airing Wednesday morning. So uh, Wednesday night, I think we're gonna do a Q and A. So well, that's good. yeah, yeah, get everybody involved. So, if, uh, let me think. Wednesday was your, your Wednesday. Are you live? Yeah, yeah. I'll be live this Wednesday. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, if any questions come up, um, I don't think I have anything Wednesday. So um, you're welcome to to uh, call and get me on if you need to. <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably going to regret saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I'll make sure I answer, even though uh, I, I won't. I won't uh, avoid you now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, put the wine away. Don't be drinking any wine. I got. I guess I gotta. I gotta go buy some bourbon, right? If I'm gonna listen. If I'm gonna listen to your show on Wednesday, I need to get some bourbon, right? Yeah, yeah. So they got. You know, they got that app, Drizzly or Drizzle, or I don't know what it's called, but it delivers alcohol. 
Well, it doesn't come to my house. So I was complaining about it to the guy that I buy my bourbon from in Madisonville at that little riverbed market. Yes. He's like, man, you want something? You just text me. I'll bring it to you. So he brought he brought a bunch of bourbon to the house this past weekend. It's pretty awesome. I put in a little order, and he drove it to me, man. So uh, bourbon was there. Yeah, yeah. But I needed to stock up. I bought about nine or ten bottles. I need to stock up for the office. I'm out. Ten bottles will last me about three years. <laughs> well, I bought two <laughs> bottles of some. One for the home, one for the office. You know? Yeah. But I like my bourbon, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm a, I'm a vodka. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to drink uh, Tito's and uh, what did I drink? Um, damn. Gory Goose? No, no. I used to drink Tito's with, uh, it's not sparkling water. What do they call it? It's, uh, I'm drawing a blank, man. Soda water? Yeah. I used to drink Tito's and soda. Yeah. I, I, I do, uh, I do vodka and some Sprite and, uh, and a little bit of cranberry. <laughs> So, did I ever tell you the story about my dad with the vodka and cranberry? You did not. So, my old man used to be a vodka cranberry guy. Well, him and my stepmom, my stepmom had a bar. She um, she used to run the bangle in, uh, off of Clearview and Vets. Yeah, I remember it. She used to run it, so that's where... Uh, they were all the time, and then she ended up going over to a bar called Martins. I don't even know if it's still there on uh, Metairie Road. But anyway, you know, she would come home after closing. Well, they always had a to-go cup, and it was vodka and cranberry. Well, you had ice in it, so by the time they got home, it was watered down. Well, they would stick them in the freezer. Well, here I am, man. I'm, you know, sophomore, right? Uh, no, freshman, freshman, because uh, I never did sophomore year. I did sophomore year, but I failed. <clears throat> so uh, I come home, and I grab one of those. And since I was, how old are you when you're a freshman? 15, uh, I guess. Yeah, 15. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm like 15 years old eating uh, vodka and cranberry slushies after school. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy, man. So then my dad, he would be at work and he wouldn't, he would tell people at work that he had, uh, hey, I got to run by and uh, pick up some, uh, my prescriptions on the way home. I'm going to jot out a little early, you know? So he called me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm moving on this job. He's like, well, I got to stop and pick up my prescriptions at the medicine shop. Why don't we hook up afterwards? Well, I knew what that meant. I knew he was going to this bar in Mandeville. Uh, daiquiris and cream well he drank vodka and cranberry well prior to me and him meeting there I'd go through the drive-thru and I'd get me a vodka and cranberry and uh, the lady goes you know there's another guy that drank those and he she brought up my dad and uh, I was like yeah that's my dad and she's like oh my god what was the coincidence because my dad would order a triple vodka cranberry, so I ordered the same thing. And, um, yeah, so that's how I found out my dad was going in there. And then he told me that's when he called it the medicine shop. And yeah. 
<laughs> that him and I would meet there, man. So now uh, every year on his birthday, November 5th, or thereabouts, I always swing through that same bar, go through the drive-thru, get me a vodka cranberry on my dad's birthday or, you know, oh, good you. Open. Yeah. yeah. So good I've been time. drinking vodka cranberry since I was 15, 30-something years. Yeah. You know? Now you're giving away our age because I'm, I'm the same age as you, so. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you look older than I do. Oh, uh, I, I can remember when people were 50 and, and saying how old they were. Now we're saying, now it doesn't seem so old, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh. All right, bro. I got to get out of here, man. I got to head home. You have a good night, and uh, I'll make sure to send you the voicemail if you call me tomorrow night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to actually listen to the show because you, uh, I haven't listened to it in a little bit because I've been so busy up here, but um, I always enjoy the show, so I'll make sure I tune in. So um, I'll have my phone by me. If any questions do come up, uh, I'll be glad to uh, go through it with you. All right, man. Hey, you have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later, man. All right, bye. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun... We take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.